Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم عبس وتولى أن جاءه الأعمى وما يدريك لعله يزكى أو يذكر فتنفعه الذكرى أما من استغنى فأنت له تصدى وما عليك وما عليك ألا يزكى وأما من جاءك يسعى وهو يخشى فأنت عنه تلهى كلا إنها تذكرة فمن شاء ذكره في صحف مكرمة مرفوعة مطهرة بأيدي سفرة كرام بررة قتل الإنسان ما أكفره من أي شيء خلقه من نطفة خلقه فقدره ثم السبيل يسره ثم أماته فأقبره ثم إذا شاء أنشره كلا لما يقض ما أمره بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم والحمد لله رب العالمين حمد الشاكرين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري واحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Dear brothers and sisters Just a quick reminder that we are going through تفسير القرآن according to the revelation of the surahs Starting from Surah Iqra' We did Surah Iqra' Al-Alaq Surah Al-Qalam so far Al-Muzzammil Al-Muddathir Al-Fatiha Al-Masad Surah Al-Takweer Al-A'la Surah Al-Layl Al-Fajr Surah Al-Duha Al-Sharh Surah Al-Asr Surah Al-Adiyat Al-Kawthar Al-Takathur Surah Al-Ma'oon Al-Kafirun Al-Feel Al-Falaq Al-Nas Al-Ikhlas Last time we finished Surah Al-Najm and today we are doing Surah Abasa Watawalla insha'Allah In Surah Al-Najm which we have just concluded let me just try to do a quick summary here and show the, the uh, uh, relevance if you will uh, to uh, the Surah uh, that we are doing today The Surah Al-Najm came with specific topics specific issues uh, that the Surah dealt with one of them is regarding the hidayah, the guidance, and that Allah Azza wa Jal started the surah uh, by swearing or making an oath with the with the star uh, once it falls down and it collapses and disappears, and the star being a symbol of guidance for the people of Mecca at the time, and today there are the stars which are uh, uh, people, different types of stars, if you will, people, constitutions. Uh, uh, presidents, dictators, uh, all types of uh, stars which are used as a form of guidance. 
uh, and then Allah Azza wa Jal shows that all of this would collapse, would disappear, would no longer be able to give guidance to people, and then the Quran is the final guidance from Allah Azza wa Jal, and Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is the carrier of the torch of guidance, this one. And then the surah also dealt with vital issues in Mecca, like worshipping idols, which are, again, those idols, they symbolize the man-made guidance, if you will, man-made systems, man-made rules, man-made regulations. And to uh, and talked also about some of the stars that were used to be worshipped by the people of Mecca and thought of as uh, the the ultimate guidance like Ashara. And also the, the Surat An-Najm dealt with the uh, with the with some concepts uh, how people uh, designate deities, if you will, like in the ayah. Uh, these are just names that you give titles to kings, to presidents, to dictators, to systems, capitalism, nationalism, democracy, uh, uh, tribalism, all of these isms that you are uh, dealing with and you're thinking that these are the issue, the main guidance of you, the main source of rules and regulations. And then, of course, the Quran dealt with the issue of uh, 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 comparison between certainty and uh, uh, uncertainty, things that are absolutely certain from Allah Azza wa Jal, and things which are really just uh, uh, probabilistic, if you will. Where does the guidance, uh, where, where does the guidance uh, exist? And then eventually, the the ayah dealt with the uh, types of categories of people who dominate let's say the ones who dominate the lives of the people like today capitalists, big capitalists, the ones who really think when they give 1% or 2% of some of the things that they, 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 they own or they gain, and then they think that they have done more than enough, more than they are supposed to be, whereas the rest of the people continue to suffer from poverty and from all types of uh, issues. And so those were the basically the issues that came in Surat Al-Najm and we talked about them at length. Now, an interesting thing which is related to uh, this surah here, uh, Surat Abasa Wa Tawalla, before I go into the, the details, one of the people who accepted Islam and was the son of the uncle of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his name is Ubaidah uh, or Utba Ibn Abi Lahab, Utba, the son of Abu Lahab. And of course, we know that Abu Lahab was a fierce fighter against Islam and against his nephew, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Him and his wife, they deserved an entire surah in their, uh, in their name or in their title, Abi Abu Lahab. Tabbat yada Abi Lahab wa tabma agna anhu maluhu wa ma kasab. Sayasla naran dhat lahab wa amratuhu hamalat al-hatab. All of this, this, the son of Abu Lahab, Utba, uh, uh, did accept Islam at some point uh, uh, before the revelation of Surat uh, Al-Najm. That's where the issue comes, Surat Al-Najm. And when Surat Al-Najm was revealed, and Surat Al-Najm was very strong surah uh, within the realms of the struggle in Mecca. The struggle here, there is a new idea rising up from the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam through the revelation from Allah Azza wa Jal, which came, which actually ridiculed everything that the society of Mecca was dealing with worshipping idols, uh, dealing with interest and riba, uh, abusing and actually 
uh, uh, taking a very strong uh, negative stand against women when they uh, they used to bury their children, uh, especially their their daughters alive. We talked about this ayah in previous surahs when we talked about the tafsir in the uh, relevant surah. So the, 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 the struggle was at its, uh, at its peak, at its height. And on the side of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam were very weak Muslims, very oppressed Muslims, uh, the ones who really, uh, if you will, the, the, the uh, poorest, the weakest in the society in general. And the surah, this surah will talk about one incident of this. But what I'm alluding to here is the son of Abu Lahab did accept Islam and uh, was a Muslim until Surah Al-Najm came. Surah Al-Najm, once it was revealed, as we talked about in the last uh, six series of this surah, uh, it, it was one of the strongest criticism and attacks to the basic idols and ideas and uh, uh, supreme models, if you will, in Mecca. It was very harsh. And Utbah bin Abilab could not take it. He could not take it. it uh, the, the, his, his previous uh, attachments to the, uh, to the uh, relations and the bonds of the society of Mecca, which were, which were the bonds of tribalism, of uh, families, of... Uh, things that had to do with the with all types of uh, uh, ignorance, if you will, as uh, we call it, the era of Jahiliya, it just haunted him again, and he uh, uh, repelled, uh, he uh, repulsed, uh, repulsed out of Islam, and he left Islam, and he went back to Kufr. That's right after Surat Al-Najm. In fact, uh, uh, if the narrations uh, or the stories uh, related to the Ma'raj and the timing of the Ma'raj uh, were accurate, at least in this surah, uh, the aunt of Muhammad sallallahu wasallam reported to him that after the uh, revelation that Muhammad, peace be, peace be upon him, was in a journey not only to Al-Quds, Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa today, but even to the, to the heavens uh, to meet with all of the... Uh, 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 the the angels and the the power of uh, of the of this very high supreme prestigious level of the godly world, if you will, uh, many people could not take it. Uh, some of them were Muslims and they actually uh, uh, repulsed uh, repulsed from Islam and left Islam, like Utbah bin Abi uh, bin Abi Lahab. So and then the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Made uh, uh, a statement against him, and in this surah, ayah number seventeen, the Quran alludes to that issue. It says, "Qutil al-insan ma akfara." Qutil al-insan ma akfara, like wow, or uh, condemning Allah Azza wa Jal, condemning the person who really insists on kufr. And the uh, according to Al-Qurtubi and Al-Tabari and Ibn Kathir, that this specific ayah number seventeen was related. related so that's one incident that comes immediately after Surah Al-Najm, and this shows the concatenation and the attachments uh, between the uh, surahs according to Revelation. That's number one. Number two, I want to mention that within the society of Mecca, again, the struggle was at its peak. Uh, and the Prophet ﷺ was so anxious to get some support and power to this da'wah that this da'wah has been 
going on for a while now and the kuffar of mecca were uh, taking every possible stand against muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam they were ridiculing him they were character assassinating him they were they were calling him a sahar the magician a sha'ir the poet al kahin the one who is who, who who steals ideas and thoughts from the previous religions uh, the one who is insane as the surah al qalam right from the very, very beginning says ma anta bi rabbika bi majnun they were telling him that you are insane and they were going after the people who you started believing in islam like uh, yasser and uh, sumayya and ammar and actually they they killed yasser and sumayya and they were going after bilal radiyallahu anhu and they were torturing him we know all of this story uh, so there was a very strong fierce struggle and within all of these uh, within all of this environment and this heated environment if you will prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was insisting that he wants to provide the ultimate uh, strongest support support to his to his followers to the followers of islam so that this group uh, of muslims the new group the rising group of muslims the group of change if you will the group that was uh, uh, determined uh, with the leadership of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam to bring the ultimate light to the society of mecca and to the rest of the societies in the world to bring this uh, islam this deen of islam to the highest possible position so that the only one who will be worshipped and whose orders will be followed and whose regulations will 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 mean something is allah azawajal that was the goal that was the objective and muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam within all of these uh, uh, difficult times and difficult issues was hoping that he can win to the side of the da'wah someone with strong uh, 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 power someone who can uh, support someone who can protect someone at least who can put some weight to this uh, to this da'wah that was the case now within this environment the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was talking to some a group of the elites some people claimed it was one of them al walid bin al mughira umayyah bin khalaf amr uh, bin hisham who was called abu jahl al akhnas bin shuraikh some of those elites it's a group of people he was talking to them and he was thinking and and believing and hoping that one of them will uh, will will click one of them will change one of them will come along that's that was his his hope and he was so involved with this talk and discussions and of course now surah al-najm has just been uh, revealed as i said and in surah al-najm towards the end the ayah when uh, allah azza wa jal he asked the people within the ayah to bow down to uh, uh, in the in the surah which says uh, uh, bow down to allah azza wa jal and and be firm believers and worshipers of course of allah azza wa jal and the story says that the kuffar of Mecca, they did bow down. They did make ruku'ah. They did make sujood. Whether they liked it or not, whether it was by their will or Allah Azza wa Jal inflicted into them the, 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 the need and the and, uh, guts to really bow down, it doesn't matter, but it did happen. So that gave Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam a chance or maybe a glimpse of hope that these people if I follow up with them, if I just talk to them one more time, if I convince them, if I argue with them, if, if, 
maybe I can win someone. That was this, the condition. Now, while doing so, a man comes running uh, uh, or hurrying up to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa A man who had been a Muslim already, a man under the name of Abdullah ibn Ummi Maktoum. Abdullah ibn Ummi Maktoum. The stories narrate that he was blind or at least uh, uh, has some issues with his, uh, with his eyes, with his sight. So that's the condition of the person. So he's uh, uh, a weak person. Uh, he's not one of the elites of Mecca, but he's a Muslim. He's a believer. He accepted Islam when the people, when the other people rejected. He accepted the call of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam for uh, for to believe in Allah azza wa jal as the only Rabb, as the only God, as the only sustainer, as the only King, as the only, as the only, as the only. Uh, he believed in that, and he was a strong believer. And he is every time there is a new surah, there is a new ayah that is revealed. He is one of those early Muslims who would rush to Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam to learn. I want to know what has come from Allah Azza wa Jal. I want to know the surah. There was a surah that has just been revealed. And Najmi Ida Hawa, maybe he did not uh, hear it all. He did not listen to it all. But definitely he knows Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam has all the wahi. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had all the contacts with Allah azza wa jal through Jibreel alayhi salam. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, he has that link. That link is always ready with Muhammad. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam always has something to give, something to teach, something that we can grasp from, something that we can acquire. And here comes Abdullah bin Ami ibn Ummi Maktoum, he's the son of the mother of Maktoum. That's the name, Abdullah, the son of who, who is his mother, Ummi Maktoum. Uh, Ummi Maktoum is from the, uh, the tribe of uh, Makhzum, which is the same tribe as uh, Abu Jahl. And the, uh, this tribe, one of the biggest tribes in Mecca, but nevertheless, he's weak, uh, he's blind, he's poor, he's not rich, he's not one of those powerful, He's not one of the elites who were sitting with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, Muhammad, peace be upon him, while being indulged with the, with the da'wah at its uh, highest level, with the da'wah, with the biggest hope that I will get someone who will actually support and protect people like Abdullah bin Ummi Maktoum, will protect people like Yasser and Sumayya and Ammar and Bilal and Suhaib and, and, and all of these people who were really abused and and persecuted by the by the elites of Mecca by the power of Mecca by the by the intelligence apparatus of Mecca if you will by the police of Mecca if you will by the governments of Mecca if you will by all of these systems like what we have today those people who carry the dawah especially those who do not have the the the, the biggest support of their tribes or their power or their money they will always be uh, under persecution so uh, the Prophet ﷺ was indulged in trying to find someone who will provide support to people like Abdullah bin Ummi Maktoum. That's the, uh, the, the, the uh, gist of the story. So Abdullah bin Ummi Maktoum comes in and uh, he rushes, rushes into the uh, setting where Muhammad, peace be upon him, was busy with whatever I have just said. And... Uh, was pushy according to the uh, Sira narration that he wants to learn Ya Muhammad, allimni mimma allimaka Allah 
Oh, Muhammad, teach me something you have just learned from Allah Azza wa Jal. Give me more. Give me more. I want more. Of course, I want more for myself, for my iman, for my belief. And also, I want more for my da'wah so that I can teach other people and I do my share of the work. So Abdullah bin Umm Maktoum, he was not uh, asking for something uh, extraordinary. He was asking for what was his right, for what he understood from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and from the revelation from Allah azza wa jal, that he as a believer in Allah azza wa jal, has the highest weight possible. إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَتْقَاكُمْ The best among all the people are the ones who are closer to Allah Azza wa Jal with taqwa. The one who would watch for Allah Azza wa Jal all the time and look up for the power and the strength and the mercy and the support of Allah Azza wa Jal. This was Abdullah ibn Umm Maktou. And he was coming to the source that had taught him exactly that. So he came to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who taught him, who showed him there is no difference between a rich and a poor, between a blind and the one who sees, between a weak and a strong, between uh, uh, someone who is elite and someone who is regular person. There is no difference in Islam. In fact, there is one difference based on the belief. And he does have that belief. So he comes with all the strength of knowledge and power and iman that I have access to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and no one can prevent me from that access. No one, not even the Prophet, not even the not even the Prophet can tell me no. Not even a Shaykh, not even a Alim, not a scholar, not a government, not 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 anyone. No one can stop between me and the knowledge. No one can stop me between me and the and the source of Wahi. No one can prevent me from coming entering the door where the Wahi and the knowledge and the Iman. And the, and the faith can be acquired by me. This was Abdullah bin Ami Umm Maktoum. That's what he was coming to do. On the other side, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa was busy doing the same, doing the da'wah, providing the word, the final word of Allah to the people who, who need it more, not who already have it more, but who need it. Now they need it, they need the word, the final word, more than the one who has already acquired the belief. The one who has acquired the belief, he needs the knowledge, the extra knowledge, the more knowledge, the more power. This people, they need the, the, the tick. It needs to tick into their brains. They need that one final click that moves them from kufr into iman, like Umar radiallahu anhu. One final click with one word with his sister, he moved and he jumped from kufr to iman. One word took Hamza radiallahu anhu. One incident that someone told him, Abu Jahl just was just beating your nephew Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam for standing up for Allah Azza wa Jal. That clicked in him. That was a click, one click. And he became the, 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 the lion of Islam. And Umar came the protector, the vanguard of Islam. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was doing exactly what was Abdullah bin Abi Umm Maktoum seeking. With one difference, Abdullah bin Umm Maktoum wants the knowledge, more knowledge, and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wants the da'wah to penetrate the hearts of one or two or three more people. So everybody was doing his, uh, his job. Now, here comes the scenario which Allah azza wa reveals. Allah now, now that's what I have just said. That's my version of the story. That's how I narrated it. Because my heart is attached to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I don't, 
I, I don't dare talk or mention negativity about the status and the behavior of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam vis-a-vis uh, Abdullah bin Umm Maktoum. I don't dare do that. That's my version of the story. That's how I narrate it. That's how I discuss it. Allah Azza wa Jal, he's Allah. He's the God. He's the God of Muhammad. He's the God of Abdullah bin Umm Maktoum. He's the God of Quraysh. He's the guide of the Arabs. He's the God <coughs> and the Rabb of America, of Britain, of France, of Hizb tahrir of Ikhwan, of the Muslims, of the non-Muslims. Allah Azza wa Jal, <coughs> excuse me, Allah is the one who created all of these. Allah Azza wa Jal does not have specific attachment, specific links to anyone. And we talked about Surah As-Samad a few surahs ago, those who are following us, when he says, قُلْ Allahu Ahad, unique, As-Samad, absolutely unequivalent, absolutely one, uh, uh, self-sufficient, no links, no attachment, لم يلد, no children, لم يولد, no parents, لم يكن له كفواً أحد, no equivalent to him whatsoever. So Allah is Allah. Allah is a God. To him, all his creatures are his creatures, including the prophets. So now, Allah narrates, Allah says, Allah provides the real vision of the story, starting with Abasa, Watawalla, throned, talking about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Watawalla, he looks aside, he looks aside, he is avoiding a situation, he is avoiding the man who came rushing to him, Yes'a, Anja'ahu al-A'ma, the A'ma came to him, Subhanallah, Subhanallah, Allah Azza wa Jal provides, provides this characteristic or this this uh, 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 this description, this identification, if you will, of Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum. He doesn't say, Anja'ahu the Mu'min, Anja'ahu the knowledge seeker, uh, came to him a man who had believed in him, came to him a Sahabi. He provides this identification that he was Al-A'ma, just to show that there should not be should not be any type of thought or any type of even consideration among Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Live alone among us, that we a little bit we get worried or get a little bit annoyed when someone comes with a characteristic that's somehow in the eyes of the society, within the scope of the society, this is a second-class citizen, whether by illness, by shape by looks, by wealth, by whatever. So Allah Azza wa chose these words on the side of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He showed the emotion, the very inner emotion of the Prophet, Abasa. Abasa is annoyed. He's uh, uh, not necessarily angered, but he's not calm. He's not comfortable. He's discomfortable. He's discom- discomfortable. There is discomfort with him. Abasa. وَتَوَلَّى He looks aside. Why? There is a blind man coming. Allah says, a blind, the blind came to see him. As if in society of Mecca, there was no one but this person who was blind. There could be many blinds. There could be many blinds all over the world. There could be the big, the small, the, the whatever character. This is, this is not a way to characterize people. But the situation here... Allah Azza wa Jal wants to overemphasize this so that it never repeats, so that we take consideration all the way through 
that even Muhammad وسلم, was not immune of this type of characterization of the situation, of this type of narration, simply because a, a, a blind man came to say, What do you know, Ya Muhammad? What do you know? Look, Allah is not talking about me, which I don't know a lot. He's talking about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, what you read? How would you know? How could you guess? How would you know that this very incident, this very incident, this very encounter of Ibn Umm Maktoum al-A'ma, the blind, is the one that would raise the level of Ibn Umm Maktoum to the highest. Yazakka, Yazakka, it is what we call it in Arabic, Sigat Mubalagha. It is an uh, uh, extra emphasis on the tazkiyah means the purification. Yazakka means continuously purifies, continuously being pure, continuously being in the absolute best manner as a Muslim. Maybe, maybe this very incident is the one that would raise the level of Ibn Maktoum to the highest levels of believers. How could you tell? This could have been his opportunity. Maybe he had come with a very open heart, very open mind, very receptive uh, uh, instruments within him that this very incident can make it very valuable to him. And then he will continuously remember this incident. Had you treated him the way he should have been treated, had you embraced him instead of embracing the talk with the, with the, with the elites of Mecca, maybe this very incident would have remained within the scope of his brain and his emotions and his heart so that it will always benefit him. Just like Yazakka. Yazakar does not mean Yazkur. Yazkur means I remember. Yazakar means keeps remembering. It keeps, it stays alive within his memory. As we call it in computer systems, it's, it remains in the cache of his brain, always fresh, always ready there. That is, in a nutshell, the first three, four ayat, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, finished. We, 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 we are done with him. Just give him that characteristic to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Was discomforted, uh, a little bit uneasy about it. He frowned emotionally, does not appreciate the situation, turn away his face, continue to talk to the people. On the other side, What's the story? A blind person without giving any more characterization about him. He's blind, but with coming to the incident, to a case where he is looking for tazkiyah, for purification, for a memory, for a time of life that can benefit him for the rest of his life on one side. Now, as far as the other one, the one who keeps turning away from you. Here is the, an interesting uh, uh, comparative type of view here. On one side, the Prophet وسلم, turning away from Ibn Umm Maktoum towards these people who are, he's talking. But these people, one of them at least, but the one who really, he thinks that he doesn't need you. Stagna means he's, he, he thinks he's self-sufficient. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need your deen. He doesn't need your God. He doesn't approve of it. He doesn't believe in any of this. This one, you are facing him, you are trying to, to, to catch him. You want to turn your face so that you face him. Tasadda means 
you are face to face with 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 the, with the guy who is trying to run away from you to shy away to turn his face away so this is the the the, the view on one side on one side a man is coming to embrace you to embrace your deal to embrace your knowledge to get to acquire as much as he can you are turning away from him but while turning away from him you are trying to face face to face with the kafir with the mushrik with the one that you want him to become a muslim but he doesn't want to Allah is bringing and this is the, the style of the quran remember ibn umm maktum maybe he will become yazzaka means completely purified and here says and for this guy like abu jahl or al-walid bin mughira or akhras bin shuraik or 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 today by today's token name all the presidents of the world starting from biden all the way to someone somewhere in in uh, in in almost nowhere calls himself a king or a president or a prince why do you care why do you care if he doesn't want to become a muslim he doesn't want to have tazkiyah Ibn Umi Maktoum wants to be to have tazkiyah and that was his chance and here you are talking to someone who doesn't want a tazkiyah same word the elites of Mecca coming back Ibn Umi Maktoum someone is coming rushing to you yasa means actually yasa means just like a sa'i in al-safa wal-mara wal-marwa we say uh, 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 the which is almost like running halfway running it's like jogging between al-safa wal-marwa that was uh, uh, the uh, official term for al-safa wal-marwa al-sa'i al-sa'i means walking or rushing in almost a running phase so i may not be running but i'm walking so fast as if i were if i was running we call it sometimes jogging or in in uh, in arabic al-sa'i very fast quick and he's rushing and he's so internally within his heart he has this tenderness i'm not going to call it he's afraid sometimes afraid scared but it's not there is tenderness in his heart he's absolutely receptive all his sensors are wide open he's coming to learn he's coming to acquire knowledge he's coming to raise his status to raise his level in front of Allah to come closer to Allah to be absolutely pure to continuously remember Allah absolutely tender absolutely in 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 a position where he can accept each and every word coming from you two pictures one person doesn't want you he's rejecting you he's fighting you He's fighting your people. He's fighting Ibn Umm Maktoum. He's trying to suppress this da'wah, to suppress this Islam. He doesn't, Allah Azza wa Jal talks about these same people in the incident around the Hijra time where he says, They make makar, they, they are conspiring against you. To kill you. Or to make you drop your deen. Or to evict you. That's what they are doing. That's what they that's that's exactly what they were doing, and Allah Azza wa Jal described that. This is you are giving him a good face, good trying to be as nice as possible, and the other one, you make yourself as if you had not seen him. Now, this is the view. 
This is the surah. In the midst of a struggle in Mecca, just imagine, imagine today we are doing all what it takes to bring this dawah up. We need the support of our dawah so badly, so eagerly, not badly, so eagerly, because we want the, 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 the rise of this dawah of Islam. We want to achieve the objectives like Muhammad وسلم, achieved after migrating to Mecca, to, to Medina. We want that. And within this, I should be always reminded that the most important element of my dawah are the people who are following me. The most absolutely important. They should have the highest level of priority. Never, never, never underestimate the priority of a person who is following and working with you in the same path. No matter what the consequence, no matter, no excuses. This is what Allah Azza wa told Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. No excuses. Highest priority should have been given to Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum. Not to Manistagna, not to Al-Walid bin Mughira, not to Biden, not to the president, not to the king, not, not, not to the officers in the army, not to the people of power who, are, who think they are hofty, they have it, they have everything. And they barely want to talk to you. And even if you talk to them, they will call the Mukhabarat for you and the police and they can arrest you. Highest priority should be given to Dawah. Allah in the other places in Surah Al-Kahf says, وَاصْبِرْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعَشِيِّ Stick to the ones who call Allah Azza wa Jal continuously, day and night. Stay with them. These are, the, these are your power. That's exactly where your power. That's exactly how Allah Azza wa Jal provides you victory because you remain strongly attached, strongly bonded with the people who follow this path, who follow this deen totally. Who are committed to the rise of Islam one more time, as it was Abdullah ibn Umar. Don't do that again. Don't play games with Abdullah ibn Umar Maktoum. Just look aside, make yourself busy with something else. Stop, stop. This is done. Allah Azza wa Jal, he makes a point, he made a point in these first 10 surahs. Okay, done. That's not the issue. Allah Azza wa Jal is not angry with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah Azza wa Jal is not mad. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah Azza wa Jal does not tell Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam you violated my, law, my laws or my rules. He's teaching him a lesson. He's directing him to the way he should conduct himself. He is raising his level of morale, the da'wah morale. His morale is beyond uh, 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 criticism. But there, is, there are issues in the da'wah that also have, its, have their own ethics and priorities. Stick to the priorities. Keep these priorities up. Never let these priorities go out of your sight. You must keep your priorities. Priority number one is Allah Azza wa Jal and Islam and the Wahi as it. Priority number two, the people who accept Islam and who accept this da'wah and they follow this deen and they are willing to fight and die for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. That's priority number two. وَاصْبِرْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعَشِيِّ وَلَا تَعْدُ عَيْنَاكَ عَنْهُمْ Never look aside away from them to read زِيَنَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا for the sake of maybe a worldly issue, something you think you are even, not even uh, busy with the, with the, with the da'wah, but with, for dunya issue. Never do that. Your highest priority is the people who accepted your deen and they believed in the way in your path, in your deen, in the Islam that you have brought from Allah Azza wa at the time when so many people rejected that, so many people are fighting that, so many people are standing 
against that so many people are even fighting and and struggling and trying to block the path of the ones who believed in Islam. This is a priority. This is priority, very high priority. Now, putting facts on the table. This is the Quran style. Brought the issue. I talked about the issue. Everybody should take note of it. The Prophet ﷺ, Abdullah ibn Umi Maktoum, should also take note of that. Muslims, da'wah carriers, we, everybody around the globe should take note of this type of very strong da'wah. Clean, pure, tazakka. There is zakah in this da'wah. We got note. Now, talk about now the, the, the just of the da'wah. Now, let's put things straight. What is this Islam about? It's tadhkara. This is something for the brain. Tadhkara is from the word dhikr. And dhikr means memory or memorandum. Something, tadhkara, is something that can be injected into your brain, into your mind, into your memory, so that it continuously guides you. Because your guidance eventually, yes, of course, Allah Azza wa Jal guides. Yes, of course, the Quran is a guide. Yes, of course, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam provides guidance. Yes, of course, all of these are facts. But these guidances, eventually, at some point of time, must be injected here. It's not only to guide me by my hand, like the one who was guiding Al-A'ma, the blind. This is guidance that goes from inside. This is something that comes to the human, injects itself with the power of the mind into the brain, it becomes part of the continuous, uh, uh, strong, everlasting memory. It remains there. فَمَنْ شَاءَ ذَكَرَ فَمَنْ شَاءَ ذَكَرَ Whoever wants can use it as a memorandum. مَنْ شَاءَ Whoever is open for all, for everyone, from Allah Azza wa Jal. It had come in a form in the Quran, a wahi from Allah Azza wa Jal, and a wahi in the form of a sunnah at the hands of a Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who is absolutely capable and strong enough to carry this da'wah, it has become as a tadhkara. So all of it as a memorandum. Tadhkara, it's a memorandum. Comes as a memorandum, and a memorandum, as the word implies, it's part of the memory. It sticks to the memory, sticks to the first level of the brain interaction. Whenever the brain wants to take an act and to produce a concept or to take a stand, it consults its tadhkara, its memory. فَمَنْ شَاءَ ذكرة. Anyone who wants, it's open for everyone. Everybody can use it as a memorandum, can make it as part of his own memory, part of his own brain, part of his own mind, part of his own concepts, so that it can guide the person. This is following the Surah An-Najm about guidance. It is, everything is wahi here. And this memorandum, this memorandum comes in a form of suhuf. It's in writing. It's going to be written as the Quran is today. So it comes as a wahi, comes as a memorandum from Allah Azza wa Jal. Then it will be documented fi suhufin mukarrama. That's documentation. By the way, the issue of documentation in the Quran had been over, over and over and over talked about and, and emphasized. Right from the very beginning when Allah Azza wa Jal revealed the first surah, Iqra, Bismi Rabbika alladhi khalaq. Read in the name of Allah who created you. خَلَقَ الْإِنسَانَ مِنْ عَلَقْ He created the human from a, a, a clot of blood. اِقْرَأْ وَرَبُّكَ الْأَكْرَمْ Allah is the highest uh, honored or honored entity that you can ever imagine. الْأَكْرَمْ 
اقرأ وربك الأكرم الذي علم بالقلم بالقلم he wants to teach the people with the use of the pen pen is the tool of writing the tool of documentation and here is repeating that this tadhkira is not going to vanish as words could disappear and could uh, 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 could evaporate with all the time and the efforts and things going around it will not happen like that because it's going to be documented in suhuf fi suhufin mukarrama and that is a reference an early reference that this quran that's just being revealed we are still doing the surah number 24 we're still at the very early stage of the of the quran revelation allah says all of this quran is going to be protected in the highest honored type of pages of papers of documents suhufin mukarrama mukarrama allah honored that today highest honored book in the whole world at any point of time is the Quran, is this Mus'haf that carries the Quran within it, whether the people like it or not. And every time someone makes any type of activity, uh, a negative activity towards the Quran, you will find hundreds of millions of people roar across the entire world in support and protection of the Quran. This is the power that Allah Azza wa this is actually one of the evidences that this Quran could not have been revealed by anyone other than Allah Azza wa Jal who knows the current and the future all the way through. He says this tafkira is going to be and is currently in suhufin mukarrama, marfu'atin mutahhara. Marfu'a means it's elevated to the highest possible level. Today they talk about a best-selling book, the most read book, the most a respected book, uh, the book that received the highest level of prizes. You can never reach a very tiny little portion of where the Quran is. And Allah Azza wa Jal talked about it then. This Quran, fi suhufin mukarrama, marfu'atin mutahhara. It's absolutely pure, purified, heightened to the highest possible level. Today, today, the Quran is the only book in the world that can be read, that can be read and can be memorized, all of it, by people who do not know a single word in it. Not a small poetry poem by Shakespeare or by uh, Chekhov or by any one of these uh, top poets of the world. Show me, find me one person, one person who does not know Russian language, who can repeat one poem of Alexander Pushkin. Show me one person, an Arab, Persian, uh, Pakistani, Afghani, uh, Polish, Romanian, who would know by heart one of the uh, uh, of the poems of uh, William Shakespeare without knowing English. Show me, just know it. One piece, zero, null, nothing. But there are hundreds of millions of people who memorize the Quran without knowing a single word of it without knowing a single word about Arabic even, and who would care less about the Arabic language, leave alone about the Arabic people, especially at this time when the Arab people have deviated away, too much away from what Allah Azza wa wanted them. That's the level of the Quran that Allah Azza wa talks about it right here, right at the very beginning, right at the time, at the time when reading the Quran loud was not allowed in Mecca, at the time when propagating Quran to, the, to your own people, who believed in it, 
was not easy. Here Ibn Umm Maktoum was coming to, to get maybe a few, three or four or five ayat from Al-Quran, could not. And the people who were hiding in Mecca, they could not even know what was being revealed. This was the time, this was the time when the Quran was not making it yet. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was not victorious yet and Islam was not at the highest level yet, except ideologically from the, the perspective of idea here, Allah Azza wa Jalla says this Quran that Ibn Umm Maktoum is coming to, to do. It is a tafkara, it's a memorandum. And it's open for anyone who wants that. And it's, it is included and documented in suhuf. Suhuf means pieces of paper. Mukarrama, absolutely honored. Marfu'a, heightened, very high level. Mutahara, purified. It's honorable, it's heightened, it's pure. Bi'aydi safara. Now, here the ayah, some tafsir says, Marfu'a, mutahara, mukarrama, honored, protected, heightened, purified. Some of the tafsir, it says, Bi'aydi safara means by the hands. Safara means like ambassadors. Safir, safara is a plural of safir. Safir is ambassador, carrier. Ambassador means is the one who carries a task or a message from one to another. So for the angels like Jibreel alayhi salam, yes, true. He was carrying this Quran to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He's an ambassador, he's safir. But here the Quran is talking yet beyond that. It's not only one safir, one ambassador, safara, sufara, ambassadors, people, entities, multitude, doesn't give number, just keeps it this vague. Could be one million, two millions, one billion, two millions, could be hundred millions, could be as large as possible. They're carrying it. Bi'aydi safara, the ones who protect this Quran, the one who heighten the Quran, the one who raise the level of the Quran, the one the ones who purify the Quran, the ones who protect the integrity of the Quran, the ones who keep the Quran at the highest possible level, the ones who fight for this Quran to be implemented, the ones who fight and struggle to make sure that the Quran is absolutely followed all over the world. The rules and the thoughts and the concepts and the regulations and the laws and the constitutions that come out of the Quran should be supreme, should be the highest. These are safara. These are the ambassadors of Allah Azza wa Jal through Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In fact, about this Allah in Surah Al-An'am, He talks about the, the, the role of us carrying this da'wah, carrying this Islam, And the responsibility of us is as much as it is the responsibility of the prophets. It says, فَلَنَسْأَلَنَّ الَّذِينَ أُرْسِلَ إِلَيْهِمْ وَلَنَسْأَلَنَّ الْمُرْسَلِينَ We will hold questionable and we will hold responsible the ones whom we gave the message. الَّذِينَ أُرْسِلَ إِلَيْهِمْ We gave the message to Muhammad sallallahu We gave the message to Musa, to Isa, to Ibrahim. They will be questioned. They will be held responsible. But also will be held responsible the ones who accepted this message the ones who accepted this message because it's our role now and responsibility to carry through so we are also the ambassador Jibreel السلام, was one of the ambassadors true Mufassirin were right he is an ambassador of Allah to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is ambassador to the people like Abdullah ibn Maktoum as much as it is for Al-Walid ibn Al-Mughira he is an ambassador for Abu Bakr as much as it is to Bilal He's ambassador to Umar as much as he was ambassador to Yasser and Sumayya. And today we are ambassadors by the very fact that we believed in all of this message to the rest of the people, to the people who accepted Islam and don't know what Islam is about, the ones who believe in Islam and don't know their responsibility towards Islam, 
and we are ambassadors to carry this Islam to not know it. So this Quran, this tadhkira, fi suhufin mukarrama, honorable pages, books, marfu'a, haytan, mutahara, purified, bi'aydi safara, with the hands of people like me and you. Today, today, well, I'm talking about today, I'm not talking about yesterday, today, bi'aydi safara, we are the safara. We are the ones who are responsible for this. And if the Quran, something happens to it, it's not in the highest position. If it's not being implemented, it's not, if it's not being used, if it's being put on the shelves just to, to read it for people who die, we are responsible. We are the sufferer. We are the ones who should make it absolutely honored, protected, purified, heightened, the highest possible level. Nothing should compare to the Quran when it comes to constitutions. People should never adopt any law from any other source other than the Quran. It should not. And the ones who are going to carry that, safara, kiram and barara. Kiram. Kiram means they themselves should be honorable as much as the Quran. You can't be a person without honor and you carry the Quran. A person who is drunk, drunk in 24 hours and carry the Quran. People drugged and carry the Quran. People oppresses the people, kills people, persecutes people, put them in jail for nothing but for their Islam to end them to carry the Quran and talks about it. Kings who make prints today, printing the, this print of the Quran had been honored by the uh, His Majesty, the King of blah, 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 blah. Can't be. This Quran cannot be honored by someone who doesn't carry honor in himself. It, he has to be Kareem. Here is Allah Azza wa says, this has to be done by Aidi Safara at the hands of Safara, ambassadors, people who carry this message, who carry this da'wah, Kiram, they should be Kiram, they should be honorable. They should be honored by the same Quran. They should be honored by the words of the Quran. They should be honored by the ayat of the Quran. They should be honored by the light of the Quran. They should be honored by the honor of the Quran. They should be honored by this very great message of the Quran. That's how we become Kiram. Barara means we fulfill the message. And Bar, and Bar is the one who fulfills his duty. Barara is the plural of bar or abrar. And bar and bir is the one who is up to the responsibility. He's up to his duty. He's up to the task he's, he's being charged with. That's what al-bar, that's what al-barara. So it's kiram barara, kiram heightened, honored, purified by the Quran, and they are up to it. They are up to it. They are able and they do it and they don't stand short of fulfilling this message, of carrying this message, of standing up for this Quran. This is the essence now, what Allah Azza wa Jal is saying about this Islam, about this Quran, that Ibn Umm Maktoum came to, to, to listen to and to understand and to carry. He says, okay, let me tell you what it is. It is indeed a tadhkira. It is indeed open for anyone who wants to deploy it within himself. And it's indeed, it's going to be protected in paper format and suhuf. It is indeed, it's going to be honored. It's indeed going to be heightened. It's indeed going to be purified. And it should be done, should be done by on the hands of people who are up to it, who can become ambassadors, who can become da'wah carriers, who can carry this spear of Islam, who can raise up the level of the Quran and keep it up as it should. And they should be kiram, honor themselves, and should be should fulfill their promises. Now, with this, with this point, Allah turns to the reason that this surah, one of the one of the incidents that happened at the time when this surah was revealed, 
or between this surah and the surah al-najm qutila al-insan wa qutila al-insan this is a word allah azza wa jalla says qutila means death be it's a term of condemnation it's not a term of persecution it's not uh, a death penalty qutila al-insan wa akfara in surah al-mudathir allah azza wa jalla mentioned the same thing إنه فكر وقدر about الوليد بن المغيرة he thought وقدر he estimated what what to say to the people about the Quran when they come to ask him فكر وقدر ثم فكر وقدر and then he thought again and then he estimated again and then it says فقتل كيف قدر قتل and it says condemned the way he arrived at a thought this thought he arrived at was absolutely unacceptable that's the word قتل in it's a phrase used in Arabic and used in the Quran uh, uh, sometimes to indicate this is a very, very serious how much kufr this insan can do. And here, although it's in a general term about any insan, but it refers to Utbah bin Abi Lahab who rejected Islam. And that's at least what Al-Mufassirin, Qurtubi and some others, they refer to this uh, uh, incident that this was Utbah who just rejected Islam only one surah earlier, surah Al-Najm. How much kufr a human can carry on his back. Look, why would you be, why would you even commit kufr? Look at how you were created. What type of hoftiness you may have. What type of mentality you can think if you know exactly how you came into this life. You came into this life from a sperm being injected in the womb of a mother very tiny little not even a complete cell it's a half cell joins another cell and then Allah Azza wa Jal qaddara then he estimated all of this and perfected all of this then he showed you the best path how to live in this world he gave you messengers he gave you books he gave you uh, uh, systems to follow then he ends your life at the time when Allah wish, and he orders you to be buried in a grave. Look at this. The only creatures that Allah created that we know of who understand what a grave means is the ones that Allah guided. Otherwise, you could have been dead and thrown out in the garbage just like any cat or animal or dog once they die. Allah made sure that you get honored even in your grave and the moment Allah wants you back you will come back to him and this person he lives he dies he goes to grave he comes up out of the grave and you have not done the duties that you were supposed to do this last portion I decided to bring it up directly with this session although i will join it again start with it next time we do the continue the tafsir uh, inshallah uh, i will again dwell on these points but here i wanted to to bring this up because it was related to an incident that happened right before the revelation of surah abasa uh, wa so allah brought it up here so that the, within the the realm of this surah that flows as if it is talking about one incident in reality it talks about a terrain of things the, the style of the power of them the greatness may allah 
guide us to, to really understand this Quran very well and to be a safara, safara ambassadors, to be al-kiram, al-barara, who carry up the message of the Quran and the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa to its highest level, to make it absolutely mukarrama, absolutely honored by its implementation in the real life of the world, and to be marfu'a, to be heightened, higher than any other system, any other source of legislation and regulation and laws and conduct anywhere in the world, mutahara, that's absolutely pure, nothing should ever come and distort this, uh, this Quran. May Allah Azza wa Jal give us the reward and give you all the reward for listening and for uh, propagating and uh, uh, discussing uh, these tafsir to the people as much as you can and we can. Uh, uh, May Allah Azza wa Jal give us the forgiveness and I will stop right here and open the floor for any questions or comments you may have. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Okay. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. There is a question. Uh, how can we combine this incident with ayah which talks about best akhlaq? Now, the ayah that Allah Azza wa Jal says to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in uh, Surah Al-Qalam, وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ You are absolutely on the, with the greatest moral. Now, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is indeed with the greatest moral, even during this incident. However, Allah Azza wa Jal in this uh, surah, he did not condemn or uh, criticize the morale or the ethics of the Prophet He just gave him the uh, a reminder of the priorities. Priorities. Yes, indeed, he was uh, with with the absolutely greatest morale and ethics when he was talking, trying to to invite other people to Islam, and he did not even mention any word, at least based on the ayah. Uh, to uh, Ibn Umm Maktoum to tell him something that was out of uh, morale or out of order. He just looked aside to continue doing whatever he uh, wanted to continue. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, the Quran came and said this, the priorities in this case were flipped. So you chose the priority of inviting the elite of Mecca over the priority of giving uh, uh, knowledge and uh, uh, teachings and the uh, uh, new uh, thoughts and concepts of Islam to Ibn Umm Maktoum. So this is what we call khilaf al-awla in, uh, in the issue of fiqh and Islam. It is uh, not the proper priority. And the prioritizing in itself, in itself is a concept that came with this incident to teach us, not only the Prophet وسلم, could have been told the priorities on, in, in, in a separate incident directly uh, uh, through Jibreel to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa reminding him about it. But here Allah put it in the Quran uh, in a manner that it's read until the day of judgment so that the concept of putting things in the correct priority remains valid for all, for all of us. But this is not an ethical issue. It's not an issue of ethics or morale. It's an issue of uh, the uh, the priorities, which priority? Question uh, by uh, Brother Riyal John. The last hundred years, people died without understanding uh, Allah as a Rabb, and nobody explains that as I know. Well, uh, the first part is true. Uh, many people have died uh, 
for many other arbab other than Allah Azza wa Jal, either for nationalism or regionalism or for wars and fights that were created and initiated by America or Britain or France, whether it's uh, with the with real enemies outside Islam or between Muslims, true. But it's not true that no one had explained Allah, uh, the concept of Rabb as it should. It had been uh, explained and uh, groups and uh, scholars, uh, many people have died uh, and spent up their life for this very issue of, uh, of Rabb. Uh, whether it's uh, there are so many uh, brothers who have been persecuted uh, in Iraq, in Tashkent, in Damascus, in Amman, in Riyadh, in Karachi, uh, in Islamabad, in uh, uh, Tunis, Morocco, many other Egypt, Saudi Arabia, many other in Turkey uh, for no reason but for the people, for those people, because they are saying, Rabbi Allah, we want to. Let the people understand that Allah is our Rabb and we must make him Rabb. Uh, an interesting story that uh, I always remember, I quote, and there are thousands of stories like it, but this one stands tall. When uh, Sayyid Qutb, may Allah Azza wa Jal bless him, uh, was uh, taken out from his cell for his final uh, moment to be uh, executed by and to, to hang him actually, in Egypt at the time of Abdul Nasser 1966, they sent him uh, the Mufti or some scholar or Sheikh of the uh, of the Azhar or the Awqaf ministry in order to ask Sayyid Qutb to say La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah before he dies. And the interesting, which is a report now by some people who listened who, to, to the story, said that Sayyid Qutb mentioned to that person, true, I will say La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. I have said it all the time. But there is a big difference between me and you. I am currently going to my death. I am dying for this world to make sure that Allah is the only God who is worshipped and the only Rabb who is obeyed. While you are using this word La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah as a means of uh, uh, to get your salary as a, as, a, as a job. This is your job that you eat and you live with. I use this world as something that I live for and die for. So there are uh, many people, alhamdulillah, uh, these days who are really carrying this task and pushing as much as possible. May Allah Azza wa Jal uh, uh, grant them the victory and the support so that indeed Allah Azza wa Jal remains the one and only one Rabb for all the people in all aspects of their lives. But thanks for the question. Yes, uh, Um Abdullah says for Ayah 15, almost all the translations, the translations say by the hand of uh, messenger angels. Can you explain that? Yes, the, these are the, the translations. They usually take word by word translation with some the the best knowledge of the translator. But the, the Ayah is general. It talks, now we know that the Quran uh, was revealed was revealed as uh, narration, okay? But here, the ayah talks about the Quran being put in, in a format, in a suhuf, so it's being written. Uh, and here the ayah talks about the writing of the Quran, does not talk about the revelation. Although some of the tafsir they talked about the uh, uh, that this Quran was revealed 
by honorable uh, angels, which is true. That's uh, the, they were, it was revealed by Jibril, the most honorable angel. And maybe before Jibril, uh, if this if Quran was ever revealed by anyone other than Jibril, we don't have information. At least this has not been reported that the Prophet had ever received any wahi through other than Jibril. So it's uh, uh, to the best of my knowledge, it's one. But this ayah talks about many, many, and it talks about Bi'aidi Safara at the hand of ambassadors, and it talks about really the position of the Quran. So that's the the meaning I chose out of all the meanings because this meaning really reflects the reality today and then. See, if you read the the uh, at least in, in Arabic uh, away from the tafsir, it says this tafkira which is the Quran, it is in suhuf, suhuf means in book format or pages, suhuf. It is mukarrama, honorable or honored, marfu'a, heightened, mutahara, purified, at the hand of, B-A-D, it says at the hand of, at the hand of safara. I, my own understanding, and I, uh, my knowledge may not be uh, uh, beyond, above and beyond anything that can be uh, disputed, uh, the fact, the fact that this whole issue was given in Leo of someone was coming to learn and to take and to acquire part of the Quran that's being revealed. This ayah could indirectly allude to that issue that this man that we just turned our faces away from him could have been or could be or, or most likely is one of those who is going to carry this Qur'an and use it and teach it. And in fact, Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum, later on, even during the era of Medina Munawwara, was one of the people who was with very great knowledge. And uh, people used to come to him to ask him uh, uh, questions and to find all types of solutions. It may allude to him, but Allah puts it in more uh, general term. So uh, there is nothing that says it cannot be the angels, but it's not restricted to them. The ayah is general enough to include anyone who can take the Quran and uh, uh, move it all the way. And thank you for the question. Okay. Zakumullahu khairan. I will meet with you, inshallah, uh, next week. Uh, Allah Azza wa Jal enable us to do that so we can continue the surah and move on in our on our tafsirs according to the uh, revelation of the Quran. Zakumullahu khair. Well, thank you very much, brothers, uh, Faizan and his family and the rest of the people who make this happen and for all the brothers and sisters who participate with us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.